0: everyone? My name is Jemai McKinney, or you can just call me Juice, because that is my nickname. In this video, I'm going to give you my top five quarterbacks in the 2020 NFL Draft. I'm going to rank them in order from best to worst, and we'll just talk about and break down these guys. We'll break down their strengths, their weaknesses. We'll talk about it, all that good stuff. I'll give you my five best quarterbacks in the 2020 NFL Draft class once again. Now, before I do Actually, get into the five guys I believe in the most in the NFL draft. I want to give you, I want to give you guys a sleeper because I think that look, I'm not I'm not gonna tell you where this guy ranks. I don't know if he's the sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth, eleventh best quarterback in the draft. I don't know, but I will tell you I do think some people are sleeping on Cole McDonald. You know, Cole McDonald, a six foot three, 215 pound quarterback out of the University of Hawaii. You know, I don't know if he's ever going to be a great NFL quarterback. You know, I have some I have some question marks. But again, this is a guy that put up a lot of great numbers at Hawaii. He's a fairly decent athlete. Um, he doesn't have a cannon, but, he's a, but he has a decent arm, you know. It's a it's a good enough arm to where I believe he can make some NFL throws. Um, he has a decent understanding of defenses. Um, like I said, I don't know where he ranks. I don't know if he's going to going to succeed or not. But I will tell you, he could surprise some people. And if he lands in the right situation and with the right team and the right coaching staff, he might find some success eventually as a starter, but he needs time to develop on the bench. Okay, now let's get to the best quarterbacks in the 2020 NFL Draft, the five best. The best quarterback in the 2020 NFL Draft is Joe Burrow. I really believe in Joe Burrow, and I believe he checks all the boxes. Um, he's very, he's very surgical in the pocket. Um, he can just pick your defense apart. He constantly just pick teams apart. You know, he's really smart as a quarterback. Um, he, he's able to read defenses very well. I saw him come off his first, second, and third and even go back to his fourth and fifth reads at times, guys. I mean, Joe Burrow, he's a very good understanding of defenses. Like I said, he's very accurate. Um, pinpoint accuracy. This guy. I mean, there were just some throws that he made where I was just like, wow, how did you fit that ball in that tight window? I mean, there were just pinpoint accurate darts that he threw down the field. You know, he wins with accuracy. He wins with anticipation. He doesn't have the strongest arm. You know, he doesn't have a cannon for an arm like a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers. But again, those type of arms are hard to find, man. Um... I really love Joe Burrow. I believe in him as a prospect. You know, Joe Burrow is very good on script and in the structure of his plays. But Joe Burrow is best when he is creating and scrambling outside the pocket and making plays downfield. You know, he's very good off structure. That's what makes Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, um, Lamar Jackson, you know, Patrick Mahomes. That's what makes these elite quarterbacks great. Their ability to make off-script plays become something great you know that's what Joe Burrow really does well um this is a guy that has 28 college starts um and to me he had the best season in college football history guys I really believe in Joe Burrow like I say he does not have a cannon for arm but usually guys in the NFL the most successful quarterbacks you know Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers they win with touch anticipation accuracy and you know there's some people that think that Joe Burrow was only good because of Joe Brady Really guys, please stop saying that. Please stop saying that Joe Burrow is a product of Joe Brady. Yes, LSU had great schemes and a great coaching staff last year. Yes, Joe Burrow had a lot of talent around him. But when, but when Joe Brady puts on a helmet, and puts on pads and cleats and throws 60 touchdown passes in a season, come talk to me. Okay, when that happens, come talk to me. Joe Burrow had the greatest college football season in history. And you can clearly tell that from a year ago, he put in the time. He put in the work. He he has great study habits. He is so prepared pre snap. He always knows, where, he always knows where to go with the football and he mastered LSU's offense and their playbook to perfection. Joe Burrow is not a product of Joe Brady. I really believe in Joe Burrow as a prospect. I believe that, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, if they take him, they're going to get a very special quarterback in Joe Burrow. I don't think that he's a quarterback that has the talent to overcome dysfunction and bad offensive lines and a bad coaching staff. I don't think that he's a generational slam dunk talent at the quarterback position, but he's pretty close to it, man. I really, I really believe in Joe Burrow and he's the best quarterback in the 2020 NFL draft. Now my next best quarterback is Tua Tagovailoa. I believe Tua Tagovailoa is a very naturally gifted quarterback. I believe that he has a natural feel for the game, man. Um, his arm strength is good enough. He doesn't have a cannon for arm, but again, he has plenty of arm strength. To me, um, just his ability to, ability to feel pressure, to sense when to escape the pocket, when to step up, when to slide to the left, when to slide to the right. His ability to make plays off script is very, very good. I just love Tua's overall feel for the game. He's a natural at the position, in my opinion. You know, he throws with great touch, accuracy, anticipation. He's got a fastball, but he needs to zip the ball into tight windows downfield. He can definitely do that. Very smart quarterback. This is a guy that put up big time numbers in the SEC, which to me is the conference that has the best defenses. Now, I am slightly concerned about Tua Tagovailoa as a prospect from this standpoint. When he gets pressure, sometimes his accuracy tends to dip a little bit. And that's normal with most quarterbacks. But again, at times Tua Tagovailoa did not handle pressure very well. And when Tua Tagovailoa faced teams like Mississippi State, like Georgia last year in the SEC title game, like Clemson in the national title game, and even this past year versus LSU at home, I might add, At times, Tua Tagovailoa looked mortal. You know, when he had to play teams that had about the same amount of talent as Alabama did, because let's be real, guys, Tua Tagovailoa played with a lot of great players in college. He had a lot of help and a lot of support. He had Nick Saban as his head coach. He had Jerry Judy and those great wide receivers that run 4-3, you know, at the combine, okay? You know, he had an elite offensive line. He had really good running backs. So when Tua Tagovailoa was challenged and had to face teams that had... That put him on an even playing field as far as the talent goes on the field. At times, he struggled. And I do worry about the injuries. You know, Tua Tagaloa, ever since high school, he's never played a full football season. He's always been banged up, always been somewhat hurt. Okay, he's always had to deal with nagging injuries. Those injuries could catch up to him in the NFL. You know, listen, I'm concerned about the hip. I'm concerned about the ankles. But I do think that Tua Tagaloa it's potentially worth the risk. I think that he's a very good quarterback when healthy. You know, Deshaun Watson got hurt in college. I still believed in him. You know, Carson Wentz has had some injury history. I still think that Philadelphia Eagles don't regret drafting him. So again, I believe in two attack of a load, but, there are, but there are some question marks. But if he's able to stay healthy in the NFL, I believe you can get a very good franchise quarterback. Now, the next quarterback on my board is Jordan Love. I want to put Jordan Love in the two spot, but again, I think that, Tua Tagovailoa, Tua Tagovailoa just had less bad film that he put out there. You know, listen, the bottom line with Jordan Love is I love his physical traits. He's a very physically gifted quarterback. I love his intangibles as far as his just overall ability as a quarterback and as an athlete, man. I mean, he's physically gifted. He has a cannon for an arm. He can definitely fit the ball into tight windows down the field. Um, He's what you look for in today's NFL. You know, at the quarterback position... He's big, he's tall, he's got a strong arm, he's mobile, he's accurate, but his decision-making and his ability to read defenses concerns me. Jordan Love at times was a one-read quarterback at Utah State. Now, I will admit, he did not have a lot of talent around him at Utah State. I don't think his coaching staff was all that great. He did not have elite wide receivers around him. His wide receivers dropped a ton of footballs. His offensive line was in shambles this past year. He didn't have a lot of support around him. But the decision making from Jordan Love and his ability to read defenses concerns me. At times, his mechanics do get sloppy. Jordan Love has some things that he needs to work on. But I do believe if Jordan Love puts it all together, he can become the best quarterback from the 2020 NFL draft class. I believe his ceiling is that high. I do think that Jordan Love is worth you know, being picked in the top 10 despite his flaws. I really believe in Jordan Love as a a quarterback and as a prospect. And I believe that if he puts it all together, he can change your franchise. Now, the fourth best quarterback in the draft, in my opinion, is Justin Herbert. You know, I I like Justin Herbert, but I do not love him. And there's a couple reasons why. But before I get into the negatives, let me talk about the positives. Justin Herbert is physically gifted, man. He has all the tools to become an elite quarterback. He has all the tools, man. He's got the cannon for arm. He's got the size. He's got the athletic ability. I've seen it. I've seen Justin Herbert put some plays on film where I'm just like, wow, how did you make that throw? However, I think at this point in his career as a, as a college quarterback transitioning to the NFL, I think that Justin Herbert is more of a thrower than an actual quarterback. You know, if I'm going to, you know, use a baseball analogy, he's not quite a pitcher yet. He's just a thrower. Meaning, I don't love Justin Herbert's feel for the game. I don't think he has a natural feel for the game like a Jordan Love, like a Tua Tagovailoa, like a Joe Burrow. He's not a natural as far as his overall feel For playing the quarterback position. Okay. Listen. His mechanics at times. Can be very wild. He will miss some players. That are wide open. I'm just like. How did you miss that guy? He's wide open. Come on now. You can be better than that. And it's kind of concerning. Because. This guy started four years in college, okay? And again, at times, he's a one-read quarterback. At times, he struggles to get off his first read and go through his progressions to a second, third, and fourth read. And at times, when he does do that, bad things happen. Bad decision-making. Inaccuracy. You know, not a, he doesn't have a great ability to read defenses, in my opinion. You know, he needs some work. He needs some time. And that's kind of concerning, like I said, because you would think that from a four-year start in college, he'd be super polished. You know, those mistakes would be corrected by his senior year and I just don't see that on tape I just don't see it um he really struggles to throw a touch you know like I said at, at this point I've seen him throw a touch but at times he just has a fastball and in the NFL you have to win with precision accuracy timing throwing people open not waiting for them to get open actually throwing them open and Justin Herbert at times just does not do that I also worry about you know his alpha does he have that dog in him you know he's kind of an introvert he's not the most vocal guy as reports come out from Oregon okay I don't think he's the most vocal leader but again I think that if Justin Herbert gets the right coaching and gets put in the right situation then he might be able to put it all together but again I think there is some bust potential with Justin Herbert I believe he's going to either be a boom or bust prospect meaning that he can change a franchise or or get coaches fired. I do believe that he is a very underrated athlete. I really like his ability to move around and escape pressure. At times, I think that he needs a coach that is going to be open to allowing him to create off script. But again, I have my question marks. Now, the fifth and final quarterback I'm going to talk about is Jacob Beeson. You know, Jacob Beeson, he's physically gifted as a quarterback. He easily has the best arm in this NFL draft. And that's saying a lot. Because I think that Jordan Love and Justin Herbert have a lot of arm talent. But Jacob Eason, no. He's got the strongest arm in this draft, man. He can just fit the ball into so many tight windows. He has confidence in his arm. If you go back and watch the BYU versus Washington Washington game this past season, oh, my God, you're going to see some just throws that make you say, wow, that kid is special. He can become a special quarterback at the next level, man. But my problems with Jacob Eason is that I think he relies on his physical ability too much. Sometimes he waits for wide receivers to get wide open rather than throwing them open. I think that he does that because he has a lot of confidence in his arm to make some throws. And in college, you can get away with throwing the football to wide receivers when they're open rather than throwing them open. But in, but in the NFL, that's not going to fly. He will get exposed in that area. If that occurs in the NFL, he needs to work on those things. His internal clock needs to speed up. He needs to learn to get the ball out of his hands much more quickly, especially in the, in the quick game. You know, when he's throwing those slants, when he's throwing those checkdowns. Okay. I also think he needs to work on reading defenses. He's not the most mobile guy. He has some, some mobility, but he's not going to break. He's not going to change a game with his legs. And in today's NFL, some teams want that. You know, some teams are going to want the more mobile quarterbacks. I think one area that he really needs to work on is having a plan both before the ball snapped and after the ball snapped. You know, where am I going to go with the football? What's this linebacker doing? Where are these safeties doing? Where am I going to go with the football if they blitz? At times, Easton just looked lost, and that's, that's a concern because he's not one of those guys that can just run around and make something happen with his legs. He's not one of those guys. So, again, he needs to have a better plan at the line of scrimmage. That's the one thing I think he really needs to work on. But I do believe his arm strength and his ability to throw the ball into tight windows and his ability to throw the deep ball will allow him to potentially have some success in the NFL one day if he puts it all together. So my top five quarterbacks, once again, in the 2020 NFL Draft class. Number one, Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU. Number two, Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback out of Alabama. Number three, Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. Number four, Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. Number five, Jacob Beeson, the quarterback out of Washington. And my sleeper quarterback, the guy that, look, I'm all over the place with. I don't know if he's going to have success. I don't know if he'll fail. But I do believe if he's potentially given the right roster, put in the right system, given the right coaching, he could surprise some people. My sleeper quarterback is Cole McDonald, quarterback out of Hawaii. Be sure to comment where you agree with me. And disagree with me. Love to hear what you guys have to say in the comment section.